Hello, and welcome back to the Book Host Squad podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Shruti. And I'm Grace. Great. So today we're going to be talking about the movie adaptation of P.S. I Still Love You that just came out on Netflix, as well as discussing our first group read, which was The Real Deal by Lauren Blakely. First, we're going to start off by talking about what we've been currently reading recently. Shruti, do you want to start? Yes. Um, so obviously I read The Real Deal since the last time we talked, but we'll get to that. Um, but the book I really want to talk about was uh, Wolf Gone Wild by Juliet Cross. And the reason why I want to talk about this is it's a little bit out of what I normally read. It's still a romance novel, um, but it's like a fantasy supernatural romance. Um, it's basically a werewolf and a w- witch fall in love. And it is as awesome as it sounds. Um, that sounds so, wild. Like it's in like an, it's a new and adult novel it's like a new adult adult novel so it has more of that mature feel that i enjoy in those novels but it also has the fantasy elements that i really also enjoy that usually you're only in young adult novels so this was so much fun um and i completely recommend it to people it's just like it's a fun novel it's not like super groundbreaking or epic or anything but it's just like a fun romance novel that happens to be about a werewolf and a witch Um, and there's like a whole series about the witch sisters that i'm super pumped for oh you said werewolf Yes, werewolf. I thought you said water wolf, and I was like, please, Trudy, explain what that is. No, werewolf. Okay. Still sounds sounds cool. Yeah, sounds really cool. There are vampires mentioned. There's, like, these grim characters that are, like, death but not, and they all have, like, superpowers and, like, a history. Like, there's a lot of world building in a romance novel, and it's just so much fun. That sounds awesome. Yeah. What about you, Grace? What have you been reading? Um, last week, I finished... The Turn of the Key Ooh. by Ruth Ware, which Sarah knows because I Snapchatted her about it as I drove. <laughs> Don't Snapchat and drive, kids. I yeah. can do it, but no one else should. <laughs> um, it was very good. I thought I knew what was going to happen, and I very much didn't. Because when I read mystery things, sometimes my brain goes, like, too far, and I get too into it. Mm. And I, like, come up with all these theories. Like, I'm thinking too hard about it when it's really something more simple, and I really need to calm down. But it was really good. It surprised me a lot. It was very good and spooky. I would recommend it. Also, I mentioned last time that I was going to go see uh, The Turning. For anyone out there who saw, who listened to that and was like, maybe I should go see that. Do not see it. It was awful. <laughs> oh, noted. That is, that is all. I am done now. Thanks for the pro tip. Yeah, I, I really like The Turn of the Key, too, and I'm glad you ended up liking it as well. This week, I finished a couple books, actually, which I'm really happy about. But the one I want to talk about is Lair of Dreams by Libba, Libba Bray. It's the sequel to The Diviners, which is like a fairly popular series. I've seen a lot of people, especially now, because I think the last book just came out like last week or even this week, maybe. Um, And I've seen a lot of people talking about it recently. And for good reason, it is a phenomenal series. I've had the first book on my shelf since maybe like 2014. And I've been meaning to read it forever, but I just never got around to it because I don't know, it's it looks very long and thick. But it's um, it's really easy to get through. And I listen to the audiobook. And if you're debating whether to read it physically or listen to the audiobook, I recommend the audiobook because the narrator is so good and it just really takes you into the story. Um, the book's about uh, a group of teenagers in 1920s New York who have powers i guess they have like weird powers and it really connects to like american history but without like glorifying it like she definitely points out a lot of the the bad things that were going on in the country at that time which is really cool because the 1920s are often looked at as like you know the glamorous gatsby party kind of era there's a Mm -hmm. lot of stuff going on in the united states at the time and she really connects like the magic of the story to that in a way which is really cool So, yeah, um, do we want to get into talking about P.S. I Still Love You? Yes. Yes. Yes, let's do it. (laughs) So, to to preface, I read the book when it first came out in, I forget the year, maybe 2015, and I reread it recently, and you two have read the book? I read the first one, like... Mm, 2016 or something. I read the first book in like 2016. Okay. And then I reread it like last month to prepare for the sequel. And then I listened to the second one on audiobook for the f- first time ever reading, slash, listening to it 
Okay. And I, yeah. So I read the first book in preparation for the first movie. So I read it right before I had seen, uh, I read it and then I saw the movie. Um, and then I have, I was going to read the second book before seeing the second movie, but I ran out of time. Um, <laughs> also, I just as a spoiler alert for people as we talk about it, I um, still have 40 minutes left for the movie. I'm actually staring at the screen right now because I was watching it right before we re- started recording. So I actually have not seen the ending. Well, we're still going to talk about the ending. That's so okay. prepare to be spoiled. I'm That's just fine. kidding. But um, yeah, we're recording this literally the day after the movie come out. So <laughs> sure, he didn't have time, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've been a huge fan of the series since I've been reading them as they came out. Um, the first two came out while I was in high school. And then the second one came out, I think, the end of my sophomore year of college. So this series has been with me. For a while, it brings back a lot of nostalgic feelings for me. So, like, I think even going into the movie, I knew that I was going to love it. Like, unless they, you know, drastically changed everything or if it was really awful, I was, I knew I was probably going to love it. So, it wasn't a surprise that I did end up loving it. Like, it wasn't perfect. I definitely wish it had stuck more closely to the book, especially after rereading it recently. But overall, I, I really enjoyed it. Not, and uh, not as much as the first movie, but still, overall, I thought it was pretty solid. What about you guys? Yeah, I really liked it. I think the books are really cute, and the movies are really cute. And they have such a nice aesthetic. Like, the music is so good. And yes. The cinematography is good. They're just, like, I don't know. They're just really good movies. Like, where are their Oscars, you know? <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so like I and I was so I was thinking about this as I was watching it. And I've talked about before how I actually enjoyed the movie way I enjoyed the first movie way more than I enjoyed the book. And as I'm watching the second movie, I'm realizing I think for me it's like a very much a personal thing about these this is a story about high schoolers and for me like 10 years ago, 8 years ago, I would not have had an issue reading young adult novels about high schoolers like at all. But nowadays as I teach high schoolers and I've gotten mm. older, I just find that disconnect for me. And it's not because it's their bad genre or anything like that. It's just for me personally, I can't connect as much. However, when watching it in a movie, I think because it's so visual and because technically the actors aren't that young, so you can like pretend for a moment that maybe it's not as bad. Like that to me like helps. So I actually end up enjoying the movies a little bit more because it's a lot more it's a lot more laid back. So when I'm watching these movies, like for instance, I was watching the second movie while making dinner. So it's like on in the background, I'm paying attention and watching, but it's not like I'm super invested. So I'm able to enjoy it more. So for that way, I think I've actually enjoyed the movies a good amount. However, I did like the first movie more than I've been liking the second one so far, but it's still a good movie. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Honestly, I can imagine if I was a high school teacher, I wouldn't really read young adult books set in high school either. But um, yeah, I mean, I would like I said, I was in high school as these books were coming out. So it was like, I was like the perfect age to line up with it. And I talked to people before who don't like the books because the writing is juvenile. And like, I get that. Um, But also they're young adult books. So the writing isn't going to be like, you know, Shakespeare. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of it's kind of to be expected. And I I've always liked the writing. It feels very like homey to me. And like Lara Jean sees the world in a very like flowery way where everything's good and everyone is great. And like, you know, I don't see the world that way. So it's nice to, to read a book from that kind of perspective every once in a while for me. Anyway, I get where people are coming from where the, they don't, they can't connect with it because of the writing, but yeah. I actually really enjoy how like optimistic and like upbeat she is. And I think that's one of the reasons why I really enjoyed the first movie. And I really enjoyed her character and actually the book. I really loved Lara Jean in in that first book movie Mm -hmm. situation. And actually um, one of the reasons why I really loved the movie more was I actually really liked Peter in the movie. Whereas in the book, I actually really (laughs) did not like him. So like, obviously when you like the hero more, you're going to like the the medium more. Um, And what I'm finding is in the second movie, I like just, I don't know what it was. I just wasn't connecting to them anymore. And it might honestly, for in Peter's case, it might be the fact that I'm just sick of Noah's face. Yeah, <laughs> I think that might be part of so the reason. <laughs> so like, I can't connect with him anymore. And in turn, like Laura Jean, again, she's still great. Um, and I still like her as a character. But I'm just watching this movie. And I'm like, I love all of these secondary characters so much. Like Kitty is the best. Like Josh is the best. Not Josh, sorry. Uh, Lucas is the best. 
and Chris and Trevor are sitting there like throwing whipped cream at each other. And I'm like, these are great. Like, this is wonderful. I want more of this. And I'm, as I was just telling you guys, as I was watching it, um, this time capsule scene might be the greatest thing to ever be invented. I love like awkward group scenes. It just makes me so happy. Like that was like one of, that's been so, one of my favorites so far. See, awkward group scenes like that kind of give me like, they make me nervous because I'm like, oh, this is so awkward and I don't really want to watch it. But I'm glad oh, you like it. <laughs> no, like, so that's, that's what I thrive off of. It was like all of these like things coming to a head in like a middle of a situation where everyone's there. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's really cool because they were all like, friends in middle school and then right. they separated for a couple of years and they're coming back together and they're all different people now so it's I, I thought it was cool I like it's definitely uncomfortable like I was getting secondhand embarrassment during a lot of those parts but it's it's a, it's a cool dynamic yeah are those scenes in the book as well mm-hmm. yes oh even okay. it's even more so in the book so that's what I figured yeah the book going into like my main thought on the movie is that the movie it obviously leaves things out from the book like we talked about in the last episode all book to movie adaptations have to leave some things out but this movie I like it was an enjoyable movie I had a great time but I feel like it really didn't capture a lot of the nuance that was in the book between Peter and Lara Jean between um any of the with between Jen and Lara Jean between all of the characters who came together and it just it left out some pivotal parts and just like different lines and things that some of the characters do with each other that just um didn't the the movie didn't translate it quite as well and I feel like that's why you probably aren't connecting with them as well in the movie because I feel like it took a lot of the nuance away from their character like in the book Lara Jean wasn't just like oh there's John Ambrose and he's cool I'm gonna I don't know maybe be confused between him and Peter or whatever because in the movie it was just kind of like out of nowhere a little bit I felt like but in the book it kind of was built up on a lot of things like Peter's continued friendship with Jen and him kind of he kind in the book he kind of sneaks around behind Lara Jean's back a little bit and it kind of everything made more sense and there was a lot more like I said a lot more nuance to everything the characters were doing and that didn't really get translated in the movie. So while the movie comes comes across as fun, it just doesn't go as deep into like the character relationships as the book went. I felt like. Well, in the books, um, John Ambrose is in the first one. Like she goes yeah. before That's she and right, Peter become that. really serious. She goes to the Model UN competition yep. and sees him because she still still has like lingering feelings for him. So that was building up. That's so it true. didn't I feel that, yeah. exactly. Super, yeah, it didn't feel super random in the books. In the movies, yeah, I can see how it would have felt a yeah. little weirder. In the movies, he just kept saying, "Like, remember in sixth grade when we did this?" And it's like, okay, but you guys are different people now, so maybe like get to know each other now rather than like, oh, hey, remember when we read Harry Potter together in sixth grade? You know, like it was cute. Don't get me wrong. I love John Ambrose as as much as I am. Like at the end of the day, you know, Peter's the one for Lara Jean, but. I love John Ambrose too, and I love Jordan Fisher. So it was an enjoy. He was definitely an enjoyable character in the movie. But I totally agree. Where it was just they just threw him in there. I should know this since I literally finished the book last week. But in the book, wasn't like in the movie they were in sixth grade when all this was happening. In the book, weren't they like in freshman year or something? It was weren't they a grade. little older. It was eighth grade in the book. Yeah, right. So they mm-hmm. were a little order, older. Yes. Mm-hmm. So then I think. Like, 13 and 16, you do kind of grow a lot, but it's only three years. Right. So I feel like yeah, it felt... but those are three very formative years. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, let me look at my notes, because I wrote down... My first note was, too short, exclamation point, exclamation point. <laughs> because the movie, it's only an hour and 40 minutes, and they could have easily... I mean, it's a whole in. hour and 40 minutes. Okay, but some movies are, like, two hours. Endgame yeah. is three yeah, hours, Trudy. Is, oh, yeah. Not that this movie yes, should yes. have been three hours, although I would watch a three-hour movie. I know other people would complain about it, but... Um, they Why would they complain? It's on Netflix. You can pause it. Exactly, and you can, like... It's 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 three hours of, like, fun and happiness and joy. Like, why would you not want three hours of that? It was. It, it could have been longer. They could have added in more stuff from the book. But, you know, it's never going to be perfect. So. The only, like, I actually, this is a hot take. I actually think I liked the movie <gasps> more than I liked the 
<gasps> really? Not with the first one, but with the second one, definitely. Really? Because Interesting. I feel like, I don't know. In the book, I hated Peter more, which I didn't like. I mean, Peter was being a jerk in the See? book, and I feel like he was See? less. Okay. Wasn't he... just me. No. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> oh, so, oh, in oh. the first, okay. So in the first two books, I when I read them first in high school, I was not completely sold on Peter, especially in the second one. He was being a shady little bitch and going around <laughs> behind Laura Jean's back, hanging out with Jen, like not telling her what was going on. Even though it was explained in the end, it was still shady as fuck. And then in the movie, he is definitely like more innocent. Like he was sneaking around a little bit, but it wasn't like that bad. Like it was... His explanation made more sense. Although in the and movie, it, go ahead. And it, he doesn't like the shady stuff doesn't happen until like halfway through the movie. In right. the book, it's the whole time. Oh yeah, oh, it's the whole that's time. probably why I yeah. have no idea what you're talking about. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. In the book, the yeah, there's like I said, there's a lot of stuff that's left out. Um, so I get what you're saying about Peter. The book, though, I feel like as a whole, like I definitely like Peter better in the movies, uh, but as a whole, like the book just contains so much more about their relationship and everything. Although it's like I said, Peter isn't as great of a person. It's just like makes you think more about their relationship and about relationships in general. And I think reading it, I reread it, like I said, a couple weeks ago. And when I read the book in high school, I know I keep saying that, but like, it's, it was just, it was very formative for me reading these books in high school. And, um, I read it in high school and I was just like very thought very black and white about everything. I was like, Peter sucks. Like he shouldn't be doing this. Like Lara Jean deserves better and everything. And reading it now, I kind of like, I don't know. I see, I see it differently. So it's just, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, but it's interesting. Maybe I, I'm seeing it more black and white. Maybe yeah. I have the mind of a high schooler. <laughs> Maybe that's my problem. I think I would have enjoyed the books more if I had read them in high school though. Yeah. So I think I would, and that's actually is, I feel like I would have enjoyed the nuance more if I had been reading them in high school or even like not even in high school, but just like early, like later. Yeah. Um, I think now reading the book, I don't appreciate the nuance as much because to me at the end, it doesn't matter. It's a high school romance, which believe me, I understand. Like I understand there's a purpose to these books and I enjoy them and they should still be written. But like, Mentally to myself, I'm thinking, what is the point of this? <laughs> Which is, of course, ironic because I am the romance reader in the... Okay, anyway, we'll get there. But, like, this is... this. I have... It's such a weird thing for me because I love romance novels. I love these romances. I'm enjoying the movies. I'm in, I enjoyed the books. It's not like I didn't enjoy them. But when I read a young adult romance, I'm like... I don't know. It's Unless it gets... I don't know. I never... I, I don't know. I don't connect with them. This is... This might send us off topic, but I, I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely curious. When you, so like, if it's a high school romance, a young adult high school romance, they're in high school. This is you feel that way. What if it's like they're high school age, but it takes place in like I don't know the medieval times or something? Do you still have the same feeling if, because they're not in high school, or if they're I, young, I think you feel mentally, that way? honestly, mentally, I age them up. Okay. Like, it's easier to do that, obviously, if they're not in a high school. Otherwise, it's set in a high school, you know, okay, they're high school age. But, like, if they're, like, you know, 15, 16, I mentally age them up in my head, and I enjoy it more. Okay. I know a lot of people that do that, actually. Like, a lot of people I talk to, they'll still read YA, but they'll only read, like, fantasy or historical fiction or something. Like, they can't read contemporary young adult romance because they're like, it takes place in high school. This is too weird. Like, I can't do high school Right. I think so So, many young adult I've read recently has been fantasy or supernatural because it's much easier to connect with for me. Mm -hmm. That, That makes a lot of sense. And I know you're definitely not the only one who feels that way. Do we have any other thoughts we want to share about the movie? I have one, and then I'm done. Yes. So, yeah, as I said, I like the book. I mean, I like the movie a little more. However, I really wish they had kept the tag game in. Yes. I was about to say that. Yeah, because when I was reading the book, I was like, I don't really like this as much as I like the first one. But then I was like, oh, but this tag game is real fun. Maybe I do like it as much. So I wish they'd left that in. I just thought it was fun. It was fun, and it it added some drama. It made it like interesting. Like this movie, I think it needed just something else to like make it a whole. Cause it really felt like knowing what happens in the third one and having seen the first movie, it feels like a, it doesn't feel like a whole movie necessarily. It feels like a bridge between the two. And although it's a fun bridge, I enjoyed crossing it, but you yeah. know, it just, it just needed a little more substance. Oh, 
And I wanted to talk about the ending, too. Because what? <laughs> um, spoilers for Shruti <laughs> and anyone who hasn't, hasn't seen the ending yet. But it's the, they don't, like, they don't wrap it up at all. Laura Jean's just kind of like, oh, whatever, Peter, you know? I felt that and way wish- about the book. I didn't feel that way as much. Really? Yeah. Well, the book, she explains it more because you get to, well, one, you get to see inside her head in the book, obviously. And they have like an actual conversation about it. Whereas in the movie, it's just kind of like he shows up and like, okay, the whole driving in the snow thing, that was really cool. I was really a big fan of that. But um, I just wish they had had like one like three minute conversation, you know? Yeah. And I'm talking a lot of trash about the movie. I really like the movie. I'm going to watch it over and over again. And I'll probably like it more because I, I have to watch a movie like several times before I really form an opinion on it. So I should just shut the fuck up. <laughs> but like, you know, <laughs> I have to I have to give my critique a little bit. I did have one more thing I wanted to talk about. So, yes. I'm, so share. first, my question. So I want to talk about what was probably the most well I obviously the time capsule scene was the best scene but the other scene I really really enjoyed um was the conversation in the car about Laura Jean not being ready to have sex um is that in the book Mm-hmm. it is okay, yep good yeah because I am very happy they kept that scene in then because I felt like it was done so well and it's just and again, maybe because, again, I haven't read Young Adult in a very long time or watched Young Adult movies, like coming-of-age movies. But I feel like that is really missing. And I thought it was very awesome that we get to see a heroine character, especially a young one, taking ownership of what she wants and that being emphasized a lot, like whether it was with her friends. And also, I loved Chris in this mo- in this movie and how she's like, not no, it's not about not doing anything about you want. It's got to make sure you take care of yourself first before you can get with other people. I was like, this is beautiful. This is real friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, so those moments were great, and I wanted to point that out. That this movie did, they, yeah. it does a great job with the female sexuality and stuff like that. Yeah, and they get into it way more in in the third book anyway, and I'm sure that'll carry over into a movie mm-hmm. into the movie because from what I remember, it was a pretty big part of the third book. So I think you'll like what they do with it in the hopefully what they do with it in the movie too i think chris is also like she's a very minor character but she's Mm -hmm. very like open about her sexuality from what i gather and she also like sleeps around from what i gather and then like it's not like she's like trash for doing that like they don't paint Mm -hmm. her in a bad light or anything Right, like, Laura Jean is very much, like, she, she's, you know, she doesn't, uh, she hasn't had sex with anyone, she's very much to herself and everything, but she doesn't see Chris in a bad light, she still loves and respects Chris, and Chris still loves and respects her, and there's no, like, judgment between them about their, their sex life, I guess. So, do we want to get into our first group read, The Real Deal, by Lauren Blakely? I think we do. Yes, let's do it. All right. So this will have spoilers. So if you haven't read the book and don't want to be spoiled, um, you might want to turn it off and come back and listen when you have read it. So to start off, um, Shruti, since this was your pick, do you want to talk a little bit about what the real deal is about? Yeah. What is the real deal about the (laughs) real deal? What is the real? Give us the real deal. I also want to talk a little bit about why I picked this book, too. Yeah, go so for before, it. So, yeah. So, first of all, um, what the book is about, basically, it is a fake dating novel. Um, the heroine, April, um, is getting pressured by her family to bring a date to their, like, annual family games. Um, so, she hires Theo to act as her boyfriend. Um, and, basically, Theo is a bartender. Um, and he has this whole shady past about how he used to be a con artist with his brother, and owes money to uh, owes money and basically goes into it so he can get get paid for it um and of course during the course of the weekend they fall in love because it's a romance novel um and it's all happy and they get together at the end good summary yeah good perfect perfect okay so why i picked this book so obviously since it's like valentine's day weekend and it's romance week we were like let's do a romance so i got to pick um, and trying to decide which romance was actually a little bit difficult. What I really wanted to do was not pick like my favorite novel ever because I didn't feel like I wanted to start with that. Cause also this is our first time doing this. Um, and I wanted to pick something that was more of like an overall taste of romance because I know for Grace, uh, especially 
you don't read much of this genre. So I wanted to like, and even for every ROI listeners out there who don't really read much of it, I just kind of wanted you guys to see, like, this is kind of what maybe not a typical romance novel is, but like one of the, one of the more like common ones. Um, Lauren Blakely is a pretty um, well-known author in the romance, uh, uh, romance genre. So she's written a lot of books for him. So I just kind of felt like that was a good one. And I also felt that this book specifically dealt with some tropes that I think are really common and fun, like fake dating and yeah and also there wasn't too many sex scenes so I figured that that would be good too yeah I think it was a great pick for our first one and for all the reasons you said it was like a nice intro to romance um I personally had only read like one actual romance book before this and that was The Hating Game which another which is another like universally yeah like everyone's read The Hating Game well not not Grace (laughs) nope a lot of people have read The Hating Game I actually do think Grace would um, enjoy The Hating Game but anyway yeah it's not yeah Hating Game I enjoyed it um, so, and I'm not like, I don't have anything against romance novels they are just not normally what I reach right. for. But like, honestly, after this one, I might like start throwing in a romance novel here and there Yay. because I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if this is the case for you, Shruti, but like, I know a lot of people say they read romance novels like for an escape mm-hmm. and I totally get it. I was listening to this on audiobook while I was at work. And I was sitting at my desk and I was listening to it and I was like, man, I'm on this nice family picnic vacation <laughs> and they're, they're like fake dating. This is great. I'm having a great time. So I totally get it now. Like, obviously, I didn't love everything about it or, you mm-hmm. know, but it's, it was fun. I had a great time. I do think so. Yeah, I, I do think there's different yeah. levels of romance novels. And this was one of the so like there's mm-hmm. some that obviously you need to be really invested on and it can be really deep and like angsty and all that. This was like yeah, a yeah. light novel mm-hmm. that if you wanted to, you can play in the background as you're like doing something else. And I think that was another right. reason why I, I actually, that's one of the reasons why I enjoyed these kinds of novels. Yeah. And that's how I felt about the hating game too. It was just a nice, like, like thing to listen to. While I was working because normally at work, I listen to like um, thrillers and like murder mysteries. And it was cool to listen to like fake dating instead of like death. <laughs> so it was a nice change of pace. But to get into my thoughts on the book overall, um, I just want to start off and say, I really liked it. And I just, the only thing I didn't like about it, and I'm going to talk about this first, just because to get it out of the way, because it doesn't, um, the, the things I like about it overshadowed the things that I didn't. And the only thing I really didn't was the writing style. Mm -hmm. Um, just because to me, it felt like it was written for like, 12 year olds but it had like seven, <laughs> like some of the lines I wrote down some of the lines like there was she she was constantly like in her head she was like saying all this stuff like mm-hmm. she I just wanted to go up to April and be like please relax like <laughs> calm down I'm begging you like there was one part where she was like oops I just started thinking about my fake boyfriend's penis in front of my dad <laughs> or some shit I don't know I didn't I wrote down like a just a pull quote and there was another part where she and I was like girl, please relax. Like no one can read your mind. It's okay. Like calm the fuck down. And then another phrase that she used at one point was jumping beans of lust. And I wrote down, yup. <laughs> like, there was another I one have... of those that there's a lot. So yes, I will say, I feel like this is, I don't know why this is. And I like, this is something that bothers me too, is whatever reason, there are some like weird ass phrases thrown around in romance novels that like, you think yeah. about it and you're like, but why? Why are you choosing? Yeah, I heard why it. are I these like, your decisions? I was like, what does this mean? Like, yes, I too experienced jumping <laughs> beans of lust. Like, and I don't know, just some of the, some of her narration, it just pointed out like very obvious things. And I was like, just please relax. And, and his too, right. it's told in dual perspectives, which I liked. Um, by the way, the the narrators on the audiobook, they have like a man for the for Theo and a woman for April. And that was so good. The man's voice was beautiful. <laughs> I loved his narration. And the woman's was good too. Have that down um, on my notes. And um, the only other thing I didn't like was I always hate it when in books when they have like pet names for oh each other. Oh my God. Yes, like, yes. I hate it. How he kept calling her Cupcake. I was like, I will kill you <laughs> in the hating game. She He called her like Shortcake or something. I hated that. Like I can't do it. Like, if it's every once in a while, it's okay. But every five seconds, it was like, cupcake, cupcake. And I was like, stop, (laughs) please. I'm begging you. You are not 12 years old. But other than that, those were were my only complaints about it. And they weren't even, like, complaints. Like, they didn't 
they didn't bother me. They were more like made me laugh because it was so ridiculous. So I don't think it really took away from the book or anything. Like if anything, it like added to my enjoyment because I was just like, what? (laughs) But um, Grace, do you want to get into your thoughts on it a little bit? Sure. Okay. So I don't read romance as we've established. It's not because I don't like romance. I think, okay, so. In my mind, I'm like, yeah, romance is cool. But then when I re-romance, I'm like, no, it's not. (laughs) It's just not. (laughs) It's just not for me. I have to like, like, I have, I'm picky. I'm Mm -hmm. picky about my romances. This is not a book. (laughs) This is not a book that I would choose to read on my own. But I didn't. Well, guess what? I didn't hate it. (laughs) That was the point. I think it was okay. That's my review. However, (laughs) I have a question about the book. So in the book, Theo has like this dark con past. Valid. I don't know what dark is, but yeah, sure, of course. Sure, you know what I mean. I'm I'm trying to make things dramatic like he does. (laughs) Of course. So so he has this past, which is whatever. And his front for it, I guess, I was so confused, which is why I'm asking this question. His front for it was he's an actor. Why did he tell her he was an actor? I don't. I still don't get it. I finished the book and I don't understand. Well, he wanted he wanted to cover that he what what was it? He like conned people. Right. So he just said he was an actor rather than a con artist because it's not like a lie. Like it could be a form of acting, but it's not the traditional form of acting. Right. So he yeah. wanted something like they always say every good lie is based in the truth. So he wanted something that he could like say believably you know i guess I do that makes think, some sense right i do think it's like one of those things that happens a lot in romance novels where you want some sort of like there needs to be something dramatic that's the only explanation i could think of so yeah. in order for yeah that, but also i do think it was like a valid thing of like he didn't want her to know that he was a con artist and had this shady past so he was going with yeah the reason why i can act and do all these things is because i'm an actor and not because I'm a con artist who owes money to this woman. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Well, yeah. I think, this is just me, I just really hate when people, I'm a very honest person, and mm. I really, like, when people lie, it's not like I get <laughs> mad. I'm just like, why are you doing that? Just tell See, them that's, the truth, who cares? <laughs> so you sound like me whenever I read a romance novel, and the two characters won't just talk to each other, and they're just, like, yeah. making up shit for no reason. No, I'm with you. Like, I'm totally, that is, okay, not relevant because this novel actually didn't include that much of it was I'm one of my biggest pet peeves is miscommunication as the like plot device. The miscommunication. Right. Yeah. Hate it. It's so frustrating. But see, I I don't hate miscommunication. I think this book actually, yeah, I don't think this book did that much of it. Like obviously there was the lie in it, but I don't think like it didn't bother me as much because that wasn't like, it wasn't the only reason why they had issues. The issue was that, like, there was all kinds of other stuff happening. So I did appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So they had to make it dramatic because, you know, she, April asked right. him, like, things about his actor thing. And he's like, yeah, uh, yeah. And right. So she had to feel like he lied to her. But I don't understand why he couldn't just be like, hey, I'm poor. I'm doing a fake boyfriend <laughs> thing so I can make money. And then she never would have asked Honestly, another question again. And they would have been totally fine. That's true. that's true. I mean, if this was real life, that's probably what someone would have done, especially in this Listen, day and age. he's not that smart. But <laughs> that's true. They were, they were, neither of them were all that smart. Um, yeah. The one thing I do want to say, though, is the, a lot of times with the fake dating tropes, some, well, not a lot of times, but sometimes, like, the reason that they're fake dating makes no mm-hmm. sense. Like, it's just, uh, we're, like, we'll fake date and we'll just get shoved together because this is a book. This one, the reason for both of them doing the the fake dating makes sense yeah obviously theo was doing it because he was um it's his job and april was doing it because her family was so on her back about having a boyfriend and like all that stuff and that meant that 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 was believable enough like i know people whose families will harass them until they uh get together with someone and the reason that april didn't want to date anyone for real made sense too with the guy like 
see being secretly married in her past and everything like I don't know I think it, it, like the the actor thing that was definitely a little dramatic yeah. and, like Theo's whole like con artist backstory <laughs> was like ooh so much drama but like I think it was she she wrote the premise in a way that it was believable enough that it didn't take me out of the story I agree so that was another thing yeah that was another thing I liked about it it was I was like oh this actually like I wasn't expecting it to like make sense because a lot of times it doesn't but this made sense yeah I liked that too I yes. also liked that they were constantly like, maybe, Sarah, this sounds like something you would probably hate, but I kind of thought it was funny. They, <laughs> they were constantly like, wow, this is just something that would happen in a romance novel. And I would, oh, every I time love oh, I hated that. I love that. that. I, was like, I did hate that. And they said that, I was like, Haha, it's funny, because this is a romance novel. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Oh, my God. Yeah, I do hate that, because I hate it when they point out obvious things. I but love it, it when books go I meta. Mean, I know, it was like they're breaking the fourth wall. I thought it was funny. (laughs) That is funny. I mean, the the other thing with them is they're both very much on the same wavelength all the time in that they're both very horny (laughs) all the time. Welcome (laughs) welcome to a romance novel. They were just like, yeah, they were just like so horny. Like that was like their whole personality. Like they had personalities, but like 80% of it was just like, 80% of April's personality was, oh my god, Theo's so hot, I want to have sex with him. And then 80% of Theo's personality was, oh my god, April's so hot, I want to have sex with her. But you know what? They they were both very much on the same wavelength. So it it worked out. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna begrudge them that. I am. I'm, (laughs) again, I'm not a romance person. I did want to know, Grace, yeah, what was Uh your opinion on the fact that they fell in love in three days? Oh, I didn't care about that so much. Okay. sex was what bothered me. I was like, this is a romance (laughs) novel. I mean, yeah, I was like, this ain't real, but none of the rest of it is really anyway. Wait, you think them having sex in three days wasn't real? No, 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 sorry. The um, the falling in love in three days. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I was like, this will never happen, but you know... None of this will ever happen. This is the funny thing I felt, and I didn't notice it until people were, like, writing comments and, like, rereading. Because when I first read it, I didn't even notice it. And this is – so this is the thing. When I was doing my reread, I was in the lens of, like, okay, I've never read a romance novel before. How will I react to this? So I was noticing weird things. And one of the things I noticed was, yeah, they fell in love in three days, which normally is weird and unrealistic because, you know, like, that's not – like, that's a quick thing. But the thing is with this novel, it's not an insta-love novel either. It's – it's not. It's technically yeah. in a weird way a slow burn, like without being a real slow burn, because it takes them, you know, until eighty percent of the novel to kiss and like actually like move into the relationship. And I thought that was really interesting because it's on like this yeah. compressed timeline. But yeah. in like emotionally, like as the reader, you're not seeing that until much later on. That makes sense because I was gonna say I didn't even like notice that it was only three days. Like I, I mean, knew, like I, I think it was like four or book, five, but yeah, but yeah. like, well, yeah. Either way, it was it was only a couple days, and I didn't normally that would bother me, and I would think it was dumb. But like you said, it's the whole book, so you get like invested in it enough where you're at a point where it makes sense. So I, it definitely wasn't rushed or insta love or anything, which was good. yeah. And also, like I watched The Bachelor. Those people, <laughs> those people fall in love with each other after like ten hours of screen time. So five days isn't even a stretch for me anymore. <laughs> That's valid. I do think you need to go into romance novels sometimes with, like, the mindset of The Bachelor. Hey, this was better than The Bachelor, yeah. so we'll take that. In my opipinion yeah. yeah. I mean, apparently maybe. not to Grace, that's but fair. that's okay. Not to me. I watch. I like it. I like the, the Bachelor because I like to watch people get mad at each other. Which is fair. Grace, have you have you read the selections? No, should I? I know it's like The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> if you want, if you like The Bachelor. You might like the selection series. You might also hate it because it's terrible, but it's like so. <laughs> so is the Bachelor. <laughs> yeah, well, there exactly. It's terrible in the same way that the Bachelor is. Maybe I'll read it. Speaking of the Bachelor, and particularly Peter and his um, windmill uh, dalliances, <laughs> you know, um, I well, I wanted to know what you guys' opinion were on the sex scenes because I think there are two main ones, right? Like the boat, and then when they actually do it, do it. Oh yeah. And I just thought, I just mean, it's interesting to me because as a romance reader, like so often, like these, I just kind of like, oh, this is like, it is what it is. I mean, I felt like the boat one was okay, but I actually was interesting because this is one of the less dirty sex scenes, I felt. Like it was way more emotional yeah. than like raunchy. So I just thought, I was just wondering, curious what you guys thought. Well, earlier you said 
there wasn't that much sex in this. And I was shocked. Like, earlier in this episode. And yeah. I was like, how much sex is in other romance novels? Because this oh. felt like a lot well, of sex to me. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah, no. I didn't think it was that much. And I didn't think it was that bad either. Like, I've, like, I, I tried reading, like, a while ago, like, the the Addicted series oh, or something. No, like, that, that was just, like, that I, is a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I couldn't do that. And, like, those sex scenes were so, like, weird and just, like, uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. This one wasn't bad. I wasn't that bothered by it. I was kind of like, all right, this, this, this happened. This is happening, you know. So, and uh, it didn't seem like a lot either because it was just, like, like you said, it was about, like, 80% of the way in. And it was just, like, you know. I do think the difference is like so other books may have like sex very early on but it might be more like kinky sex and like it might get into like more like raunchy stuff whereas I felt this one was more of like a build-up because as you guys mentioned they were just horny the entire time so you're getting it like mentally (laughs) like they're just constantly thinking about it but they're not actually doing it which I think was interesting right yeah I don't know this is gonna sound weird but like when they would make like horny comments I would be like like, I just would be like, this is weird. But then when they started having sex, I was like, whatever. Like, I thought I was more <laughs> bothered by the horny comments than the sex. And I'm not sure why, but that was how I felt. I do think some of the horny comments, particularly in this book as I was reading through them, were, like, a little bit o- over the top. Like, some of the stuff was, like, yeah. I do think this one was more over the top than, like, others. Especially, like, I can't remember what they were. But there were some where I was like, all right, Theo, calm down. The jumping yeah, beans of The love. jumping no. beans. The jumping beans and of I lust. Think, I think I, <laughs> I can't remember. I feel like it was you, Grace, who mentioned something about. I feel like Theo's thoughts sometimes were a little bit more cringy than April's. Like April's were more like, yeah. I get you, girl. It's cool. Keep you, Yeah, you, you. I did say that. And then like Theo, it's like, calm down, sir. But would I feel that? Would we feel that way if we were men? Probably not. I was just going to say that because because we're we're reading it as women and we're reading inside of a man's head and it's like, ew, I don't want to hear you thinking that. I will say on but, that note, I do appreciate when they do, like as you mentioned, male point of views um, because even if sometimes you're like, oh my God, this is too much. Like I, appre- I really enjoy those because I feel like it gives you that different perspective that you don't necessarily get in real life because obviously you are, I am a woman, so I only have my, my women thoughts, so... I only have my women's thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought she does a good job. She does a really, Lauren Blakely does a good job with male uh, point perspective as well. Yeah, I thought he, I thought Theo was written pretty well. And well, you know, for the context of the book, he was, you know, it wasn't like, like definitely some of his comments were over the top, but it wasn't like as bad as I was expecting. Right. Yeah, it still it felt wasn't, like a real character. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't really the comments. Well, the comments were kind of like, eh. But mainly I was just like, why are y'all always thinking about this? You have a you yeah. have a game to win. Go focus on that. Definitely. I kind of agree with Grace where, like, the, the comments and the, the horny thoughts throughout the rest of the book were worse than the sex scenes. Just because, like, I, did, I didn't write down any other examples, but it was, she was always, like, fantasizing about Theo and then she'd be like oh my god I need to stop this is wrong this is horrible and I'm like we get it girl relax like there's a hot man with you you can think about it it's okay like no one's gonna know just relax and then Theo was always like his were just like a little over the top and like cringy but then the actual sex scene was just like what a sex scene yeah, were like oh yeah this is fine and like they weren't they I didn't feel like they were cringy like you said Trudy they're very like they're more, like, emotional-based and everything rather than, like, raunchy. Yeah, every now and then I would wince, but, like, most of the time I was just like, yep, yeah, here they are having sex. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, I did have another thought. Okay. So, okay, so April is, like, rich-ish. Mm-hmm. Theo is uh-huh. poor. There was, like, I know it's a romance novel. There was, like, some tension over that. But I would have liked for them to have discussed it more, especially because yes. they end up getting married at the end of the book. Like I feel like Yeah, that's a good they have point. I was thinking about that too. Backgrounds they come from. Like April is more privileged in that respect. I feel like they should have talked about that more. But that's just me. I would have liked I, some more yeah. eat the rich vibes going on. No, I definitely agree with you. Like that's one of the more like interesting, I think, parts of the book and their relationship. So it would have been nice to actually get to see that. I mean, I'm sure they had the conversation, but it would be nice to like actually see it. So I agree with you. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, like, Theo did make some offhand comments, and, like, you could tell from his perspective that a lot of things made him uncomfortable. Um, So if he had, like, brought them up with April or tried to, like, have her understand his perspective, because I definitely sympathize with him in that situation, because I've been, like, some friends I used to have were, like, super rich, and I would hang out with them, and it was just like, whoa, what is is going on here? And (laughs) So it's, uh, I don't know, yeah, I do wish that had been talked about more, but it was, I mean, the fact that I brought it up at all, you know, adds adds some more layers to the book. That's true. Yeah, I think overall my favorite part of this book, because the plot itself is obviously very straightforward. It's like a typical fake dating trope. It's just a very simple Mm -hmm. plot, but I do feel like what I really enjoy, and what I think Lauren Blakely does a good job of is making characters who you actually like and who are interesting that they make this typical plot like predictable plot more interesting and make you actually invested in it so for that I do think the characters really like win out for this yeah and I went into this and I didn't know it was fake dating like I didn't read a summary when you told me you were reading it I just kind of like clicked the audiobook (laughs) and was like all right let's go I found out it was fake dating and I was like yo this is great I love fake dating and it just, it worked out well. I put, I'd like, my, one of my first notes is fake dating with, like, five <laughs> exclamation points. <laughs> um, so do we want to get into some reviews that have been tweeted at us and emailed to us? Sure. So our friend Laura, who listens to our podcast, read the book and emailed us. Her email title is called The Realist of Deals. <laughs> Ooh. So... <laughs> She prefaces her review by saying she listened to it on audiobook at work, uh, and she does not recommend doing that. <laughs> oh, I did that. I had a great oh. time. Well, I I recommend it. It's like you're on a nice ri- picnic with a rich family while you're sitting at your desk. I think you probably you know? need headphones, though. Oh, oh, da- oh, yeah, no, no, headphones, hundred percent. Um, and maybe not the sex scenes if you get uncomfortable easily, which I don't, so I was fine, but I get where she's coming from. But also, if you just want to go on, be on a picnic with rich people while you're at work, I do. go for I it. I do want to do that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, sure, her official comments. Number one, while I did think the characters were too horny the entire time, valid, <laughs> especially because the narrators were reading that shit out loud. <laughs> I think that's just the genre. Actually, my only criticisms really come from stuff that I think is just the nature of the genre. Because the only thing I didn't like outside of the horniness was them being, quote, in love after three days. Mm, There we go. I'm such a slow burn Uh. person. Number two. There were some great character dynamics. Lots of family stuff. I liked that a lot. The best part of this book. All of those sentences ended in exclamation points, just so you know. (laughs) Number three, Lacey is an icon. Okay, yes, she was my favorite character. That was me saying that. Which one was Lacey? The um, girlfriend of Theo's brother, who is named. Oh yeah, Lacey. Lacey was oh, a great one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's good. Oh, she was she, great. Yeah. When she was like really nice to the Addison girl, who yes. they had the debt for, I was like, "Go, girl, you're the best queen of everything." <laughs> um, the ending was actually super cute. This is Laura's review again, and then her final note is. Also, I somehow just vividly remembered April saying Theo was like chips because she couldn't have him <laughs> <Yes>. just once. <laughs> that was another that one. Was a, yes. Yeah, that was a lie. I will say that was one of those lines where I was reading it. I was like, all right, if I was not a romance reader, I would look at this line and be like, this is ridiculous. But I, yes. as a romance reader, was like, you know what? I, I, I love it. I love it. So. You know what? <laughs> I'm not a romance reader, but I read, maybe it's because I'm so like, I, don't, I just don't care about this kind of stuff. But I do care a lot about chips. So when she said that, I was like, oh, my God, wait, it all makes sense. I totally get this metaphor. Yeah. yeah um, I enjoyed them purely because they were so cringy that they made me laugh. I think that's I the point, honestly. So I do think, it worked yeah, out. I do think yeah. that was the point, but still, it was great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the end. Kind of goes back to the uh, the jumping beans of lust. But that's the end of her <laughs> review. Of her review. Well, thank you, Laura, for giving us a review. Yes, thank you, Laura. I love hearing your thoughts. Kelly, my friend, and also a listener of the podcast, who was uh, reading the book, and she live-tweeted a little bit, which was cool to see. Um, She isn't really much of a romance reader either, so this was one of her first romance novels she read. But she tweeted uh, yesterday when she finished it, I'm giving The Real Deal three out of five stars. 
If there were more sex scenes and less plot, <laughs> I would have had a better time. Ha! It has, <laughs> I know the opposite. It has some cringy writing, but it was easy and fast. And I enjoyed reading a character that was so confident and unapologetic about her sexuality. Yes, good. So Kelly, yeah. So Kelly liked it for different reasons yeah. than I think I did and Laura and Grace did as well. Um, she liked the sex scenes and stuff, which is super valid. And maybe she would like books like Addicted more, although I doubt it. I doubt it, it yeah. Um, with, but yeah. I do think, I <laughs> do think more she scenes. pointed out a good point, which is that I do feel like most romance novels, or at least the ones I read that and really enjoy, um, have women characters who are just unapologetically, unapologetically love sex. And I think that's so important yeah, to the genre, cool. especially nowadays. Like all the good romance novels nowadays and romance authors have made it a point of writing heroines who just love sex and unapologetically about it. And I think that's really important. And I think that's really awesome. Yeah. That's a good point too. That was brought up. So thank you, Kelly, for reading along yeah. and for tweeting your review. I think I'll probably give it three out of five stars too, but Same. really the mm-hmm. only thing, like if there was no sex, not to be a prude, <laughs> not to be a prude <laughs> on the book, Hope squad <laughs> podcast. But if there was no sex, I would probably give it like four interesting that was the only think, main yeah. issue really okay so i, I now need to sex. find okay and now i need to find a romance novel with no sex that i think you would enjoy which i actually yeah. can think of some all right send me the list all right i got you yeah it's a good call i yeah i didn't mind the sex it was just the the horny thoughts and the yeah. way they were written got to me a little bit but they made me laugh so it was all good okay do we have anything else to talk so about overall what are your reactions to your foray into romance this week Oh, overall, I was impressed, and I will probably try to pick up another romance novel at some point. Um, I had a fun time. It was a nice escape from my from my work day, and uh, even the cringy writing made me laugh. So, you know, maybe I'll pick up another one for, for funsies sometime. My thoughts were, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Would you read another romance novel if you, by, by choice? Because we're going to force you at some point, but by choice. Not one like that, no. Okay. All right. <laughs> valid. Very valid. Maybe when Trudy gets you her list of yeah, no I'll read romance those. novels. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, I think we've come to the end of our episode. So thank you all so very much for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Pod. You can also follow us on Twitter at the Book Hose. And as always, you should subscribe to us, rate, leave us a rating, leave us a review. We haven't got a couple reviews in a while, but we really, really appreciate them. Yeah, and you can obviously listen to us wherever you get podcasts. Great. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We hope you have a great day, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.